You are listening to the Murray Hills Church Podcast. To learn more about Murray Hills Church, including our gathering times and how to connect with us, visit us online at murrayhills.com. Our text today is Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. And we're just going to read that and see where it takes us. We're in the Sermon on the Mount. And this is Jesus speaking. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So three statements that Jesus gives here. Uh, Two of them are very easy to understand and very well known to us. You, you know, the, 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 um, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, and no one can serve two masters. The middle statement about the eye is the lamp of the body is not very well known to us, and I, honestly, I've never quite made sense of it. Until this week, I started to get a little bit of understanding this week, but that's always been the one that I kind of skipped over. You look at the, the two, the bookends there, and I kind of skipped over that other one. But all three of these statements are about priorities, determining what's most important to you. And they can be expressed as three questions. Uh, Where is your treasure? What is your focus? And who are you serving? That's essentially what Jesus is asking uh, in this section. The first one's about what our heart is set on, where your treasure is, there your heart is. The second one is about where your eyes are looking, what are you focusing on. If you're focusing on good things, your body's full of good things. If you focus on bad things, your body's full of bad things. And then that last one is about our devotion or our love. And uh, they're all just different ways of asking what are our priorities, what is most important to us. And that's a question we have to ask at multiple points in our lives. We have to answer that question at multiple points in our lives. Graduation's kind of a time of year that that those kids that are graduating are answering that question for themselves. What are my priorities? What do I want to do with my career? What do I want to do with my life? Where do I want to live? All those kinds of things. But really, it's throughout our lives we answer that question. And it's not just at key milestone points like graduation. We answer it throughout the week. We answer it Nearly every day, whether we're aware of it or not, sometimes we're conscious of it and sometimes we're not, but we're constantly answering the question, what is most important to me? And so what I want to do today is I want to take these three statements of Jesus, and I've attached some points to them, and, I, and I'm going to do something weird today, okay? It's, it's really weird if I don't usually do this. I've got an actual three-point sermon today. So it's, I mean, you get to hear a real sermon today because normally there's like one point or no points depending on your perspective, but I got three whole points this morning and they don't all rhyme. They don't all start with the same letter. They don't, there's not an acronym that spells out first or anything like that. So it's not a real sermon, but it's as close as you'll get to Murray Hill. So I've got three points and each one of them, what I hope will help us when it comes to setting and following through on our priorities. All right. Here they are. Number one, priorities are defined 
by our choices. They're defined by our choices. Now, I, I know this is common sense, but we have to say it. Priorities are a choice. They're not accidents. They aren't uh, formed in a vacuum. They're a decision. And like I said earlier, sometimes we're very aware of that decision. Sometimes we're very conscious and we say, I'm making this a priority in my life. This is a decision. I have decided to make this a priority. And we're very intentional about it. Other times, we're, it's unconscious. We don't even realize that we've made it a priority until after the fact. And that sounds weird, but if you'll think about it, there's things in your life that start to consume your schedule and consume your attention and consume your focus. And you're like, oh my goodness, I made that a priority. I didn't mean to make that a priority. Sometimes other people set priorities for us. And that can be very frustrating because other people are making the decision for what's most important in our lives. But consciously or unconsciously, priorities are defined by choices. So Jesus begins this teaching by saying there's two choices. You know, you can choose between heavenly treasures or you can choose between earthly treasures. And earthly treasures, they wear down, they break, um, they're, they're destroyed, they rust, they can be stolen, they can be taken away. Heavenly treasures are immune to all of that. They're eternal, they're forever. And so Jesus, I, I think, the way I read this in the Sermon on the Mount, he's basically saying, take your pick. You want heavenly treasure or you want earthly treasure? And the way Jesus lays it out, it's obvious. Well, we want heavenly treasure. But the way we live our lives day to day, it's not so obvious. Like that choice is a little bit more difficult. Now, I missed a great opportunity this morning to have an object lesson as well. You want to talk about a real sermon. I was not only going to have three points, I was going to have an object lesson. And I left my object lesson at the house. Uh, I totally ran off and forgot it this morning. It was a teddy bear, which is probably good I forgot it because it would have been weird walking into church with a teddy bear. But it was my teddy bear. When I was three years old, and for some reason, mom saved it, and like two, three years ago, she packed up all my stuff. She's like, hey, we're cleaning out the house. We're tired of all this. So, uh, so I've got it now. And it's, it, you can imagine what it looks like, right? It's the, the eyes have both fallen off. The mouth has stitching running all over the place. I counted last night five repairs on it, five places, like the one toe is shorter than the other one, and one hand is shorter than the other hand. Like, there's all these stitchings in there where she fixed the neck, and I'm sure it was, you had to restuff and all that. There's 45-year-old stains on it. But at one point in my life, that was my treasure, right? And you had similar treasures at one point in your life. You had some blankie or a dolly, or something that is nasty. Your kids had one of those, and it's, I mean, it's falling apart, and it's, I mean, it's just, you might have lost it, or your parents might have thrown it away and said, we lost it, okay? So, I mean, but at some point, we all had that thing in our lives, like that was our treasure. That's what, we treasured that more than, it was what we valued, it was what we wanted to keep safe. We treasured that more than anything else in our lives, and it wears out, and it falls apart. And the same thing is true of every earthly treasure in our lives. Because eventually we get to be five years old or six years old or maybe 12. And, and we, we, we're done with all of those smaller treasures and we move on to larger treasures, more expensive treasures. But not any more durable. Because trucks still break down and boats still don't run like they're supposed to. And, and jewelry still gets lost or stolen and clothes go out of style. It, and give it 25 years and they'll come back. But they go, they go out of, my, my flannel's back. It may be out again, I'm not sure. But give it some time and it'll come back. Um, but it's, I mean, that earthly stuff wears out. And not just physical. When we, we think of earthly treasure, we always think of physical treasure. But it's not just physical treasure. We may treasure our reputation. We may treasure 
um, the way another person thinks about us. We may treasure the way somebody thinks about our school or our work. We may treasure a sports team. We may treasure our political affiliations. I mean, there's all kinds of things we can treasure. But those things, that's our choices that we are making, and they are temporary. So Jesus is saying, be careful with what you choose to treasure because what you treasure is where your heart will be. That's what your heart will focus on. So focus on things that matter. Here's number two. Priorities are measured by our schedules. Now, this one stings a little bit more. So the first one is like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, our, our priorities are a choice. That's right. And I've made those priorities in my life. My faith and my family is most important to me. All right, well, let's, let's apply number two here. Priorities are measured by our schedules. It's one thing to say my faith is most important to me. Does your schedule reflect it? It's, enough, you know, it's one thing to say my family, oh man, my family, that's what's most important to me. Does your schedule reflect it? If you want to know what's most important to you, then look at where you spend your time. That's a scary statement, right? Because right now you're like, great, my highest priority in my life is uh, Netflix and TikTok. Um, so because, that, I mean, you just, you think about where we spend our time. If you want to know what's most important, look at your calendar. Now, if you looked at my calendar right now, and I, I do put everything on my calendar. I'm, I'm really weird like that. Like, I, not just the work stuff, but everything. Like, the gym is on my calendar. Uh, church is on my calendar. And, uh, you know, but if you looked at my calendar, if I could pull out my iPhone and you could look at my calendar, and you were going to measure my priorities by what's on my calendar, then the last three months you would say, well, the highest priority in your life is softball. Because that's where I've spent my time. And you know what? You'd be right. That's not the highest priority, but that, that's January through May. That has been a priority. And it's a priority because I made it a priority. Like, that was intentional. I actually chose that. I said, no, I'm going to make this a priority. It was back in 2017 is when I made that decision. And I was an assistant softball coach at the time, but I was kind of like, eh, you know, assistants, you don't have to be there every day if you don't. I mean, you can kind you can show up late sometimes if you need to show up late or, you know, if you can't. And so I was doing the softball thing because that's what my daughters did. But I just kind of, you know, I'd come when I could. If somebody had an appointment and they needed me at 3.30, that's fine. I'll meet and I'll just be late to practice. I'll just text coach, tell them I can't make it. You know, it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. But when Lily was 2017, Lily was a junior. And it was like, oh, my goodness, this, this is like, this is coming to an end. Uh, I got, and, and I just made a commitment. I made a decision and said, you know what, I'm going to be at every single ball game and I'm going to be at every single practice. And um, don't do that because they'll make you the head coach. And that's what happened. You know, I just, I was just, I made a commitment. Like, I'm going to be there because this is important to me. And, and this, is, this is about family. And so between 2 to 5, you know, every single day, January through May, that's what I'm going to do. It was a priority. I put it on my calendar. So if you texted me and said, hey, can we meet at 3.30 on Thursday afternoon? I'd have said, no. No, I got something else. Well, could, could we meet maybe Friday at 6? No, no, I got something else. I can meet with you in the morning, but I got, I got something else in the afternoon. I made it a priority, and if you were to look at my schedule, you could say that, that this, my schedule aligned with priority. Okay, And whatever you want to put in the blank, I mean, it, whatever the priority is for you, your schedule is indicative of that, is it reflective of that. Or is it, is another way of asking that question. Like, this is where the rubber meets the road when it comes to schedules. Like, if you say, oh, no, 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 family, family's most important to me. Okay, is your schedule reflective of that? Or my health, my physical health is most important to me. Is your schedule reflective of that? My spiritual health, that's what's most important to me. Is it reflective of that? 
Because that's how our priorities are measured. Are you blocking out time in your schedule? Are you making time for what you've determined are priorities? Um, like an old preacher I heard say, if you want to know what somebody's priorities are, look at their checkbook and their calendar. And that'll tell you their priorities. Man, I don't... Checkbook's not always reflective of that because sometimes we don't spend money on the things that are priorities to us, but our calendar is nearly always reflective of that. So... Um, the schedule doesn't lie. It's a measurement of your priorities. And then here's number three. Priorities are sustained by our willingness to disappoint others. I'm going to explain this one too. Um, when you make the decision to make someone or something a priority, because you, you can make a person a priority. You can make a relationship a priority. My marriage is a priority or my family is a priority or my kids are a priority or whatever. When you make that decision and then you schedule time accordingly, like the way you spend your time is reflective of what you've determined is the priority in your life, there will be constant attempts to bump that off your schedule. There will be, there, uh, there's more competition than ever before for our attention and our focus. Not just through social media, but just every, I mean, con there are constant attempts like when you say, I'm going to make A a priority, and anything that conflicts with that, I'm going to say no to. There will be constant attempts that, that want to interfere with A. And you're going to be, it's a constant battle to try to determine, am I going to keep this a priority or not? There's a, a competition for our attention and focus. And that's what I think Jesus is talking about, that with the eyes of the lamp of the body. The eye of the lamp of the body is like, what's your focus? What are you focused on? If you're focused on good things, then, then your body's going to be full of light. If you're focused on bad things, then your body's full of darkness. So if, if, in order to have the right kind of focus, you're going to have to say no. Like if, you're, if you say, this is a priority for me, in order to keep that as a priority, in order to sustain it, you're going to have to say no to some other things. And that will disappoint some other people. In order to, if you say, you know, this person, my kids are a priority to me. This is a priority and I'm going to invest time in this relationship. In order to do that, you're going to have to say no to some other people who are competing for your time and attention. And when you do that, you will disappoint them. Now, this is the hardest one for me. I'll go ahead and tell you. The first two, I'm like, I, I'm very intentional about my priorities. And like I said, I calendar everything. Like when I said, hey, physical health is important. That's why I got gym in my calendar. And if you say, hey, can we meet Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock? I'm going to say, no, we can't do that. I got an appointment. What's the appointment? I'm lifting weights. You know, I, you know, I don't have to tell you what the appointment is, but I mean, I've, I've scheduled that because that's a priority, so I want to make time for it. Now, this one, though, this, this one gets me because I think there's two kind of people in this room right now or watching online there's those of us that are perfectly comfortable disappointing other people and don't really care what they think. You know, like we're, we're perfectly comfortable saying no. It does not bother us at all. And then there's those that are like me. Uh, it bothers me to say no to somebody when it comes to that. Like it bothers me to disappoint somebody. I don't want to disappoint somebody. I, I want like I, I used to think when I was young and naive, everybody was going to like me. I, I used to think that it was possible to, to like, everybody like you. If you're just kind and, and nice to people, everybody's going to like you. And I've since grown up and realized that that's not true. Uh, no matter how kind you think you are, uh, nobody ever, not everybody's going to like you. But I can't stand to disappoint somebody. 
Like, I, don't, I just don't, I don't want them to be sideways with me. I don't want somebody to be upset with me. I don't want anybody to be disappointed. I just, you know, it's, it bothers me. I was, ta- I was talking to my dad about this not too long ago, saying that. You know, it just bothers me. And just, I'm having a hard time getting over it. It bothers me to disappoint people. And he said, well, son, you went into the wrong profession. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking, going to be a pastor, if you're worried about because you're going to constantly be disappointing people. But I try not to. And that's why, like, like right now, we've moved to, to baseball. I haven't made quite the, the same all-in commitment to baseball just yet. But Roman's playing baseball now. And so let's say somebody, you know, Monday night we got a ball game. And let's say one of you catches me after church uh, today and says, Hey, um, I need to talk to you. Have you got some time tomorrow night? I'm like, eh, I, 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 I'm kind of tied up. Well, I mean, it's just... You maybe just 30 minutes. Could I just have 30 minutes of your time just, just tomorrow night at 6 o'clock? Could, I, could we meet at 6 o'clock? I'm like, well, do you have any other times available? I'm like, no, 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 that's it. Monday night at 6 o'clock, that's the only time I can meet. Can we do that? What I should say is, no, I've got an appointment that night. I can do any other night. I can do Tuesday morning. We can do Tuesday night. We can work out you know, any other time. We can meet right now if you want to. What I should work out another time. But what I'm most likely to say is, well... Let me check on a few things. Let me uh, see. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'll see if Jenny can maybe get him there to the game, and I might get there late, and that'd be okay. He's not, he's not going to know if I'm there early or late. Or, you, know, I, so you start trying to rationalize, because I don't want that person to be upset with me. I don't want them to, you know, brother so-and-so, to say, well, our pastor doesn't have any time for us. All, 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 all he cares about is baseball. You know, I don't want that. And so I'm, I'm real careful. Like, I don't want to disappoint that person. But if you're going to keep something as a priority then you're going to have to get comfortable disappointing someone. And, and, and it's, what we usually do is we usually, the people that are closest to us, we usually say, they'll get over it. <laughs> they'll get over it. They'll be fine. They, you know, when we need to do it to the other folks, because the same thing's true. Brother so-and-so will get over it. <laughs> you know, that'll be fine. I can, I can meet with him another time. But, but we, we don't. We, we use, that's when we usually bend and we accommodate. And that's what I'm talking about, that constant Fight for your attention. Now, if you really want to make this message hurt, just flip that around. Flip that around, and the coach is asking, hey, can y'all play Sunday morning? Because that's the only time we got. Uh, we gonna get, you know, you get the schedule. The schedule comes out, and you see it in every single Sunday morning for the next three months, and you're going, uh, they'll be fine. I'll be back in three months. You know, like they'll be, I mean, that's because this is it. I mean, this is you got to determine who you're going to disappoint and who you're going to say no to. Now, the other night... Um, now, this was two weeks ago. I came to, to Roman's ball game and I was in a suit. Um, and I, I was just, I was an hour late and I was standing there on the hill and I was watching him and a, and a friend of mine came up there and he was just talking to me a little bit and he said, you know, I used to have a hard time saying no too. <laughs> and I punched him. And uh, no, but <laughs> I was like, brother, what a cruel thing to say. Um, but he hit me square between the eyes. And he was, I mean, we were just making casual conversation. He hit me, you know, I, I had said yes to something that I probably shouldn't have. And, you know, ended up having to go do that instead of the thing that I really wanted to be at. And that, it's just, if we're going to sustain our priorities, we have to get comfortable disappointing others. Because, you know what Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll despise the one and be devoted to the other. No one can serve both God and Fill in the blank. Jesus, it was money is the one Jesus was talking about here, but it, it really could be anything. 
And you can fill in the blank with anything else there. Whatever the blank is for you, there's always going to be competition for your time and resources. And in order to guard the time and resources, you got to be intent. You got to set your, you know, you got to define your priorities by making a decision. What's a priority for me? Block it out on your calendar, and then be willing to tell people no. Or you can do it kindly and say no, thank you. Or you can do it in a Christian way and say I'll pray about it. Uh, however you want to do it, you can you can do this. But you got to be comfortable telling people no, so that you're making the things that are most important in your life. You're making those things most important. Can you put those three questions back up for me, Noah, if you go all the way back uh, to the end? Uh, at the beginning, those, those three that Jesus asked. Priorities defined by choices, measured by schedules, and sustained by our willingness to disappoint others. So these are the, these are the most important questions for us to be asking ourselves. Where is your treasure? Because that determines where your heart is set. Where is your focus? Because that determines where your eyes are looking and then who are you serving? Because that determines who your knee bows to. Let me say a word of prayer for us. Father, we're thankful for uh, this teaching. We're thankful for the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, there's so much meat in, in the words of your son Jesus here. There's so much that he tells us that uh, we need to hear. It's hard for us to hear. And we, we're, just, we're, we're constantly in a battle with what we know we need to do and, and what we, what we want to do or what others want us to do. So, uh, God, help us to be intentional about making priorities in our lives, making faith a priority, making our family a priority. Uh, help us to be intentional about our focus, the things that we're focused on, uh, and then help us to be intentional about our devotion, who we're devoted to or what we're devoted to. And uh, I pray that we do that in a way that reflects our faith so that we're, we're devoted to things of an eternal nature, that we're devoted to you and, and that we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And then all these other things will be added unto us as well. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. If you are encouraged by today's talk, feel free to share it with your friends. Please also consider rating and subscribing on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more, please visit us online at murrayhills.com.